This is going to be quite a treat today because I am going to be talking with a guy. Actually, he's right here. <laughs> Chris, how you doing, man? This is Chris Meyer, and I call him Mr. Lawrence. I don't know if you know that, Chris, but I'm going to call you Mr. Lawrence. Is there a Mr. Lawrence? I'm going to give you that name because if there is a Mr. Lawrence already, we're just going to knock that guy out. You're going to have the title now, Mr. Lawrence, from now on. But Chris is a very... I. I this guy is so technical, and he knows everything that is possible to know about depth finders, fish finders, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's going to be a really awesome discussion today. I'm really excited because, number one, Chris is a hell of a fisherman, but he knows electronics. So we're going to get real in-depth today. So uh, let's get into it. This isn't another fishing podcast. This is another fishing podcast. My man, Chris. How you doing, dude? Good. Welcome to another doing? fishing podcast. I'm I'm doing well, thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. I've never been on a po- I've never been on a podcast before. So I find that that's, to me that's hard to believe because you are a a, a wealth of knowledge. And um, I guess first, what's important is to kind of uh, talk about how uh, we know each other. Um, so I used to film for the Next Bite Television, and uh, and the Next Bite um, I. I think they still might be uh, sponsored by Lowrance, but uh, at the time that I was working with the Next Bite, they're sponsored by Lowrance, and uh, Chris would be a guest on uh, Commonly, and I've been in a, a a boat with Chris quite often or quite a lot, and spent a lot of you know just a lot of hours in a boat. I mean, you don't even want to know the conversations we've had. Um, a lot has nothing to do with electronics, stuff we can't talk about here, but but. Uh, but Chris is uh, f- first and foremost. He's a great guy. I- I've uh, I've enjoyed. Um, I've just enjoyed long chats with Chris in the past, and he actually doesn't even live that far from me, uh, which is cool. Which means that really we need to go fishing together more. And I need to learn, yeah. dude. I was thinking about this today in kind of preparation for this podcast. <laughs> but like, you're a hell of a walleye fisherman, and I am just an idiot when it comes to walleyes. And I want to know more. I want. I mean, I filmed. What's funny is I filmed so many, you know, walleye tournaments, and I've been in the boat with the greatest walleye anglers on the planet. And I still really don't know what I'm doing out there. So I, I would really like uh, for you to take me under your wing, okay, and tell me what the – because, you know, I'm a green carp fisherman. You know that, you know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so we, Dynamite. We gotta, what's that? <laughs> Dynamite. Dynamite works great. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of times when the, the bass haven't been biting that, that good, and, and I've wanted to do that. But So let's kind of just get into um, – what your job title is, you know, and and what you do for a living, just to, just so people know who you are. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm actually a key account manager for Navico. I uh, my responsibilities is uh, um, the vessel view, the C10 products, the HD4 products for Mercury, Suzuki, and Honda, as well as I call on some boat builders in the Upper Midwest, Canada, and the Pacific Northwest. So I. Uh, I have to, I'm on an airplane more than I'm in a boat anymore, but it's, it's all right. But I often refer to myself as the cat herder of Navico, just trying to keep everything in line and keep everyone moving down the straight path. So, so how often are you traveling as compared to my, my wife figured, figured it out recently. She, she was like, you know, you're gone 50% of the time. So what's the, what's the percentage for you uh, on the road? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, pre-COVID, it was, uh, you know, every other week on an airplane somewhere or, uh, you know, even more than that. But once COVID hit, it was kind of nice because we get to stay home and work from home. I mean, I work from home anyway, so I don't go to an office. I uh, I don't think I would fare well in an office environment. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, that's why I do what I do, man. Exactly. Same way. So, so, yeah, I mean, just the travel slowed down. It's picking back up. I actually leave tomorrow morning. I have a five o'clock flight to uh flag of the ozarks to hang out there for a week for a dealer meeting and august is a busy month i think i'm home like five six days in august maybe and uh you know september a few days and october a few days and november december i'll be home all the time but hopefully do a little ice fishing if we get early ice which would be good so just depends so how did you um so first you're you know you're a fisherman you, you uh before you even you know got into this job i mean you you loved fishing so, i mean we're similar in that respect you're you got into this job because you love fishing first right i mean you're you're diehard fisherman first yeah i am actually it's, it's kind of funny how i ended up getting the job um i helped out uh, a customer while i was waiting to talk to the uh Lawrence rep who uh is now retired um mike schnettler uh at the minneapolis boat show and I helped a customer out uh, with a question on one of the original Eagle One GPSs. That's that so great. Had no mapping. Eagles, had no man. mapping. <laughs> no mapping. It just chart plotter, you know, with a with a breadcrumb trail on it. So and he asked me if I wanted to be a pro staff guy, and I said sure. And and um, I guided uh, out of McQuaid's up on Mille Lacs for for a number of years, and on my own for a number of years, and and uh, uh, just kept doing the pro staff stuff. And before you know it, I was doing dealer support for the upper Midwest. And, and that led to like a contractor role with, uh, Lawrence, which was fun. Did a lot of product validation, still do a lot of product validation for all the new products. Now what, is, uh, software what does that mean? Testing. Like product validation. So, so I get all the new products, you know, six to nine months before anyone even knows about them. So it's on my, on my boat playing with it, you know, all the fun stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hassle when we had the trolling motor, right? The ghost trolling motor that we came out with, uh, having to take it on and off the boat and take name, you know, name panels off of it and stuff like that. So, you know, try to keep it under wraps as best you could. And but it was, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, you get to play with the new stuff. I have a lot of input and product and, you know, just talking to customers, consumers, um, you know, being able to give their input straight to product management, uh, is, is, is nice because, our product management listens to us for the most part. And uh, we have a lot of fun with uh, with that. I mean, we've been at the boat access how many times putting a boat in and someone comes up and asks, you know, uh, Gary or Keith a question and then they defer them on to me and then they have, you know, some some idea or concept, oh, hey, this would be cool. And, you know, you kind of got to weed some of it out, you know, because, okay, well, one person will use it or, you know, hey, this actually could be a cool uh, a cool feature. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that our consumers actually are responsible for stuff that goes in our product, which is cool. So when you like, yeah, that's got to be that's interesting because um, that's kind of like the ghost trolling motor you brought up, and I I had it's crazy how there's there's been so much happening in the last, I mean, I don't know, ten years, just as far as electronics. Um, you know, we'll get into this more, but the forward-facing sonar and then the troll, it's like the trolling motor wars, right? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, so 
and I and I want to get into this this ghost trolling motor um, also a little bit later too. I just kind of want to maybe couple up the the trolling motor that you guys came out with, and then the the live target. But it's just huge. I mean, those are huge things. And I, I mean, for a company too, you know, the the consumer just sees kind of the the final product, you know, but. People don't really know what happens behind the scenes to put that stuff out there. You know, and you went into a little bit, um, just as far as you, you had to, like, hide the, 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 you know, it's almost like a new car model that's coming out, and they've got to hide it. You know, they got to put, like, plastic on it in a way that people can't really see the lines of the new car or the new model of car or whatever. I guess it kind of sounds like it's similar to that. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, you take the take the plastic sides off, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's that? You know, what's that? What's that?" You know, right. You get, right. <laughs> you're at the boat axis, and everyone's you know asking a hundred questions. You're just like, "Oh, you know, just some new stuff. Keep an eye out. You know, six months." <laughs> so. But yeah, the the thing is though, is just like how um, just stressful though that is for a company um, to be working on on products that are that kind of. Um, is revolutionary too big of a term? I don't know. That that advanced. I mean, that's that's a tremendous amount of like I, I imagine manpower to be able to get that stuff to market. You know, especially that trolling motor, which you know, Lawrence hadn't made a trolling motor before. What was it like in the company? Let's just say, let's just talk about just um, you know the 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 company itself. What was going on as far as the stress level of getting like say, let's just take the trolling motor now, just you know, uh, getting that thing to market, getting everything, all the bugs ironed out of it, and then and then putting that thing out there. Yeah, it was about a four-year project actually. So um, <clears throat> we started out uh, we started out with um, you know from scratch, right? We didn't have a product. Uh, we want to make sure that it was the best product on the market, um, which I think it is. Um, bring new technologies, new features, new functionality, new new ways of doing things. Right. So, I mean, so it's, a how do you get fewer SKUs? How do you make it, you know, forward compatible with items? And there was a lot of time and effort, uh, stuck into that. And I was actually lucky enough to have a lot of, uh, a lot of discussions with the product management team that, that put the trolling motor together and, you know, making it, uh, making it a single skew, you know, per shaft length. So it's a 24 or 36 volt. It's not, you have to choose that or, and the interchangeable nose cone for the sonar is a big deal, you know, cause Hey, you buy a down imaging with it, you know, standard, you want to add side imaging, you just take off the nose cone, put a new one on and you're done. Right. Like it's, you couldn't do that before you had to go buy a whole nother motor. So just a lot of those things, you know, to make it more consumer friendly and, and, um, items like that is a, is a big deal. Right. So, I mean, it took us a long time to, uh, to get it to market. And actually, I mean, the original one was supposed to be a cable steer and they nixed the cable steer and went straight to the hybrid, um, because that cable market was dying and, uh, you know, everyone wants GPS, uh, the anchor lock spot lock, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, it's all basically the same. Um, but we're fly by wire. There's no cables there. Right. So, um, you know, it's like how the outboards work. There's no cables in, in the, the DTS Mercury type motors or the digital Suzuki or Yamaha or any of those motors, right? Like they're, they're all fly by wire electronically controlled. So there's a motor that sits up on top that, you know, a little, little, uh, motor up there and 
there's no cables. It's kind of nice. So when that came out, first of all, I love just the look of it. It's very like I would say it's uh, it's like kind of an industrial, you know, kind of design. Um, yep. And and it looks it looks just mean as hell, you know, and beefy. I mean, and and I've spent a, a lot of time with that motor. Um, and the power of it, you know, obviously it's a 36-volt system. Um, but what are you doing? I don't want this to sound like a commercial, but, but what, what is happening that that thing um, is there? It seems like, and I've heard this, you know, Cheryl. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Cheryl's at all the Major League Fishing events. Yeah. She says Cheryl's something. awesome. Yeah. She's she's busts her butt, man. Like, you know, it's a great team just all, all around. Um, with this, the service crews there, but um, what what is going on? Is there something that's done, or there's, is there new advancement? Obviously, you got lithium batteries now that are, are stronger, but is there something in the trolling motor itself that's making it more powerful? Or well, brushless is a big thing, right? Okay. So, just battery consumption wise, um, it's you know, it just all of it, all of it with the brushless technology, it's more money, though, right? So, I mean, that was a that was a tough pill to swallow. Like, hey, we're gonna go to market with a trolling motor that's you know three, four, five, six hundred dollars more than your competitor. It's uh, it's interesting, right? So, but the brushless is nice. I mean, the 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 power consumption you should be able to fish for three days on a battery charge. I mean, it's that's it's crazy. It, it's crazy the amount of the the power you save. So, like the other thing was kind of interesting, you know, to find out about. <clears throat> pounds of thrust and in how it's measured um you know how how what true measurements are supposed to be and what, what we actually get out of ours i mean our hard 24 volts about 97 pounds of thrust and our are in the 36 volt configuration it's about 120 pounds of thrust so i mean wow. it's it's considerable i mean it's noticeable when you when you get in a boat i mean i've i've had you know, cable cable drive motors forever on my boat. You know, Maxim or a, or a Tour. And they were good motors. You know, but I put the Ghost on. And I'm like, holy! Yeah. <laughs> I had it on 24 volt. I'm like, God, this is more powerful than my 36 volt stuff was previously. And I put it on 36. I mean, it, I had to put it back down 24 volt. <laughs> Throw me out of the boat. Yeah. No, it's, and I'm a big guy. I'm yeah. Not, I'm no, not small. yeah. You're no lightweight, dude. Like <laughs> it's it's like what what yeah. What blows me away is is the power of it and you know it's like the modern bass boat you know any i mean they're they're heavy boats i mean they're big boats you know and it's it's just it's just kicking that thing around like nothing you know um i really see that application too so what is what is uh lawrence call their version of uh spot lock is it is it anchor mode or is it anchor yeah yeah and so um you know i see that really being like a great application too for like just river systems you know just being able to like especially that strong of a motor if you got like heavy current just to hit the anchor mode on there and just be locked in i mean that i dude i got a i got everything i got a a newer um uh deep v boat uh it's actually was built during uh covid and i mean it's got everything stock on it still you know and so it's it's 24 volt and and it's just the stock trolling motor and and it, I mean it's very you know primitive by today's standards you know um, yep. and and I just can't wait to eventually get 
you know a higher end trolling motor on there um and it might be a you know it might be the lawrence you know ghost i mean let's be honest it's a hell of a motor um it but is. What, what i see like that's amazing as far as just having that that um that anchor mode is just in current you know in, in river systems where you can just you could just lock that thing in and you can be especially with the power of that that ghost just just be sitting there you know and just walk around the boat do whatever you need to and just be like if you're pitching you know pitching jigs for wall or whatever um that to me seems like just an amazing um tool to have for those kind of applications yeah I play with it a lot down at Red Wing, um, actually, in the springtime when uh, you get down there and kind of you know, hold two rods and put a jig on a minnow or a jig in a ringworm or, and uh, just kind of slip drift with the current. Now, you know, when you're fishing by yourself, you got 100 boats down there. It's kind of nice to hit anchor and, uh, you know, be able to net your fish by yourself and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it it holds. I mean, if you want to go fish wing dams, you know, and, and all that, you it's got all the power in the world and it's going to have the battery that you can sit down there and fish all day and, and, uh, and hang out without having to, uh, you know, worry about, Oh man, am I, <laughs> my yeah. battery going to go dead on me while I'm fishing. Yeah. So. That's incredible, dude. That's really incredible. So I, I always ask this to any, any of the guests that I have on, um, cause I don't, I, I just like this question. I like, I like to hear the answers. Um, obviously you're a, you're an avid fisherman, but how did you get, how did you get, uh, started fishing? Actually, uh, a long line of, uh, fishermen in the family from my dad and my grandpa on my mom's side and, uh, my great grandpa on my dad's side. Um, so I was, I'm lucky enough that, uh, I had great grandparents. So I was, uh, you know, I was like 21, 22, I think when they passed. So I got to spend a lot of time in the boat with, uh, with them, you know, growing up going to uh you know all the hutch minnesota area lakes camping there fishing on uh you know staying at peepenberg fishing on bell and in lake washington actually the uh the first wild i ever caught is over uh was over my shoulder here um my mom and dad <laughs> they decided they uh they should mount it because it um they didn't think I'd never, I'd never catch another one <laughs> that big. So, <laughs> well, you showed them. Boy, were they wrong. <laughs> so, uh, I yeah, see. Pretty, pretty entertaining. So that's so. So you, st- how old were you when you, like, when you caught your six first years fish? old? You're six years six old. Six years. I was, caught my first walleye when I was six. I mean, we caught panfish and bullheads and you know everything else i mean my grandparents would uh we'd go to lake titlow and gaylord because they lived just south of town there and and we'd go catch bullheads in lake titlow for i mean we were just little shavers you know and it's we'd bring them back and put them in the swimming pool and we <laughs> watch them swim around and did you say we'd lake... eat them and I'm like yeah did you say lake yes. titlow and gaylord did i get that right yes that, that is, is uh, quite a combination there <laughs> goodness gracious it is it is it is we had a uh, uh, you know a lot of a lot of fun on the shores of lake titlow so <laughs> right over your uh it would be your right shoulder uh if yep. you're watching the video podcast um which is available at angling uploaded the youtube channel our youtube channel called angling uploaded uh so check it out if you want to see this you're listening to it you want to see the video of it go over to angling uploaded on youtube 
I'm getting much better at plugging stuff now. You you hearing this, Chris? You, um, you are. Yeah, you're 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 way better than you were as a camera guy. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> so yeah, so head on over. You want to see the video version of this podcast? Go to Angling Uploaded. Just search Angling Uploaded on YouTube, and you could see beautiful Chris Meyer right here. But across uh, or over your shoulder, rather, your that would be your right shoulder. You have you have some relics, man. You have some oh, absolute I relics. I see a Lawrence. Uh, it looks like a a, a flasher, and then also yep. a paper graph. So yeah, I a flasher I am, paper graph. <laughs> it's a flasher and a paper graph. It yeah, is. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's awesome. High end technology back in the day. I even have the stylus, and I have rolls of paper for it. It still works. It's. Uh, I have a. I actually have even more. Uh, old stuff over my shoulders, green box. I, I have a red box as well, which uh, is uh, actually the first the first flasher that, uh, that Lawrence built um, back in 1957. Uh, they built a run of, uh, of what, like 1,200 red boxes. Most of them had, uh, had a little issue with the motor um, and they, they took them back and, and I actually have one of them that uh, I found on eBay that I, that I picked up that they're pretty scarce so everyone always thinks it's a green box was the first one but it's actually it was a red box um but yeah i've 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 had actually all my uh, all my years of traveling and screwing around i've had uh, i've had old timers go hey you need one of these i'm like sure that'd be great i mean i've got one of the first structure scan boxes uh still behind me uh, in my in my antique wall and you know the the flasher and the uh, the top shelf there. That was uh, that was my dad's when growing up, and so yeah, I've, uh, I've I've got a few. I've got you know some of the the like the the wedding picture uh, right there. Um, yeah. That was one of the first eight inch units. That, I know what that uh, is. Is that, that the, that's built. an LC right? It's an LC yep. something. Yep, LCX thirty eight. It was one of the very first ones, and it finally died. So I took the guts out and uh, put my wedding picture in there. With uh, <laughs> I had my I had my boat at the wedding and my wife, and it was great. You know? And how's your wife feel about that? <laughs> well, she she's in the industry as well, which is funny because I've actually known my father in law longer than I have my wife. <laughs> so um, so yeah, they uh, they own a marine distributorship, uh, which distributes uh, marine parts and products. Uh, across the upper midwest so i've uh i've known my father-in-law a lot longer than my wife and um so yeah she's she's good with it you know she uh it, you know i think she likes this job better than when i was guiding full-time you know oh, I, mean, I hear you the, i hear that the paychecks the paycheck's a little nicer a little so. bit more steady probably too i don't know yeah, although yeah, you're, you're you a hell know. of an angler you you probably did just fine <laughs> with a steady paycheck i would imagine guiding too. yeah yeah you know it was it, it was good you know i i I, when I was contracting with uh, with Lorance, they were paying me uh, an annual salary to uh, basically work five days a week, and I'd I'd basically bankroll it. You know, I'd work seven days a week, you know, all spring long, and travel in the Midwest, and I basically had my summers off, so I guide all summer, and then worked all the shows in the fall. And so yeah, it's it's, it's been a been a yeah, it's been good. It's been a good uh, a good career. So. I well, I am I am happy for you. You've got a uh, a growing family too. Maybe it, maybe it's still growing. I don't I don't know. Are you do, is the it's done growing or? <laughs> gotcha. Oh, you've been uh, you've been snipped, have you? Well, you know, we got to take care of that problem. <laughs> My wife liked to be barefoot and pregnant. We'd have like nine of them right now if I if I let her keep going. I think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I want to. So I want to get back to the uh, behind over your right shoulder. There, we're talking about those yeah. uh, the, the museum you have behind you. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm looking at. Let's see here. I got to go back to your. I'm looking at the. Okay, so the flasher. Right, the the flasher. Yep. Do you and I and I I might get you in in some trouble here, um, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you find it um, laughable that people still use flashers? Like they are convinced that the only way to ice fish is that you have to use a technology that was developed in the 1960s. I would say no. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it all depends on how you want to how you want to look at it. I mean. I, once you use active target or live sonar ice fishing, I mean, it's really hard to go back. I mean, it, it basically replaces your, your locator, you know, you have your, your shark plotter in there, you know, with your map guards and all that, um, or built in mapping in our case in the, in the live sonar. And, and if you want to do the flasher, you can, but in the same token, not everyone can afford all the, the high end stuff. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, part of the part of the game you know you're gonna you're gonna pay for some of that stuff so i mean you know if you're out on the ice and you want to catch fish you gotta have something right so i mean if it's a you know 200 250 dollar vexlar perfect you know go out go fishing i mean we sell a lot of our 99 dollar uh our our hook two four x's you know when and want to use those on the ice so i mean it I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't give anyone a, a hard time about what they use. <laughs> Buddies, I will, but you know. The, uh, well, yeah, you got to be careful I'm, on the I'm podcast. Not gonna, I'm not going to. This yeah, podcast you know. has tremendous reach, so you don't, you know, I don't want to alienate you. Yeah. And who knows, you might, you know, down yeah. the road. I think you're really solid in Lawrence. I don't think there's any, you know, but who knows, you might have to get a, a job with Vexilar or something down yeah. the road. I don't it, foresee that it, happening. I think Corey Studer would be okay. I, think, I don't think he'd have a problem with that. I, <laughs> he's a good dude, so you know. I mean, he runs he runs Lorance. Come on, I mean, it's a summer boat, so he does have his edge in there, which is uh, which is great. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the industry is pretty small, right? I mean, it's uh, I, when COVID hit, it was kind of like, God, what happened to what's going on with these people? You know, and you're like trying to find people on Facebook, you know, because like the big family reunion at every show you go to because it's, i mean it is a small industry and, oh yeah you know there it, it is i've man. seen guys i mean i've seen guys burn bridges that's like Oof. Oof. good luck yeah <laughs> good luck good luck staying in in the in the marine industry because yes yeah. it, it's god it's small you know i mean it, it's uh I get asked all the time, you know, how do I get into it? And it's like, you know, to extend, it's that good old boys club, right? But it, it, it's it's changing a lot with the uh, the corporate environment, and you know, I mean, Brunswick acquired us, so we're we're under new ownership here for the last six months, and you know, the going from private equity to private equity ownership to uh, public company is is very uh, very different, right? Just what we're able to talk about even with our customers anymore and so it's yeah it's kind of interesting do you um do you find like in in you know talking about how it's a small industry and you know do you find that um do you kind of have a leg up though in the fishing industry in the marine industry when you are yourself a passion i mean it kind of you think it just kind of goes without saying but do you find like you do have a leg up like you're a like i keep on kissing your ass here like you're you're hell an angler you know but i mean it i'm not just but you know the fact that you are a passionate angler first or you know 
And that, that to me would give you, do you find that that's definitely an advantage uh, or has been an advantage for you? I would say, yeah, to an extent, right? Like if you're like, I deal with boat builders, right? So we're dealing, you know, two, three years down the line, right? Like what's in the, what's going to be next in boats and what's coming in these and what do you want with that? But from a consumer standpoint, I mean, consumers aren't idiots, right? Like if you're trying to sell them something and you don't know the first thing about it, you might as well just go home. You know I mean? You, 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 you can't bullshit a bullshitter, right? I mean, fishermen are (laughs) breaking liars. So, I mean, it's, uh, you you really gotta, you really gotta, you gotta, you gotta know your stuff. Right. And, you know, I mean, everyone thinks we get the fish every day, all day. And I mean, I've, fished in Lake Erie in April and I went salmon fishing last week and I fished Father's Day. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't get to fish as much as you want to, but, uh, you know, it's, we get to talk about it, talk smart. So it's good. One of the things that frustrates me, um, I guess just in general, like if you go to like a Bass Pro Shops, you go to a Cabela's and especially if you go to the, I mean, you can, you can find this in any kind of section of the fishing department sort of. <clears throat> But especially in electronics, I found it's like you're, it's kind of difficult to find someone that actually knows what the hell they're talking about behind the counter, you know. Like, it's it, I, it, it it can be right. I mean, but that that's the same with anything. It's like you know, you go to Menards or Home Depot or yeah, true, or Best Buy even Best Buy. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's it's you know, I mean, there there's there's some guys that are really passionate about it. There's some guys that use the product the guys that use the product i mean i've been to i've been to quite a few uh you know national retail stores and, and some of those guys are, are pretty sharp and and some of them you know they're they're working in a different section and they're covering the counter because the the the, the guy that knows everything is gone um but uh you know i mean it's there's small mom and pop shops you know you take and look at the uh, the the thorn brothers or the capras or you know, the reeds even, I mean, or shields, I consider shield mom, pop, all other national retail. I mean, the, you're going to find quality guys at, at almost every store, but you know, you, you can't have a guy work, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's, you know, it'd be nice yeah, if you could, True. true. <laughs> but true. you know, so yeah. it's just, I think some of it depends, you know, but, but everything changes so fast. I mean, you know, on, on average, we change product every three years, right? So, I mean, you're just getting comfortable with this and that, and now we roll out the next latest and greatest or next feature, next function, and there's just, there's so much to keep up on, um, you know, just in electronics, and then you throw in all the rods, reels, bait, and all that. So, I, I, I cut them a little slack, you know, but it yeah. is kind of, I, I enjoy going up and striking up a conversation and just hearing what they have to say, because if I'm in Missouri, no one knows me, right? I mean, the right. the, the guys, right. yeah. the, Cabela, the Cabela's and Rogers know a town and they know me, so I yeah. can't even go and mess with them, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, it's it's fun to hear what they have to say, right? Like, you know, and then our account managers that call them those guys, it's, it's uh, hey, you know, you might <laughs> need to do a little training here with, right. uh, with, right. this, with, this, with this store, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So you know it's 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 good to keep everyone honest, right? I yeah. Mean, it's 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 good to see what they know too, because you know if if uh, a retail associate doesn't know what they're talking about, your stuff doesn't get sold. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of times people just don't. I mean, you're not going to go spend three thousand dollars on something without 
having a little bit of info. I mean, the YouTube and all that have been, have, I think helped a lot of that. Um, you know, I still get, uh, I still get people, uh, I run into people, the mall of America, like, Hey, I watched a YouTube video on your autopilot that you guys sell and I bought it. I got a question for you. Oh, you're that's like, awesome. You're like, are you kidding me? My wife, just rolls, <laughs> my wife just rolls around at me. We were on our we were on our honeymoon. She better the, look uh, at you differently when that happens. You're like, you see, I'm a celebrity. His head isn't going to fit through the door is usually what <laughs> she has to say. But like, even on our honeymoon, we had a guy we had a guy come up and uh, to my wife, and she's like, is that, is that Chris Meyer? And she's like, um, yeah. Oh, I gotta go talk to him. I have a question for him. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, my I, wife's I, like, we're on our honeymoon, and like, you know, just uh, we had it happen. We had it happen. Uh, up in up in Duluth, um, well, you probably you probably know Critter who works for uh, Wired to Fish. We we Sounds ran into him familiar. at Park, we, we ran into him at Park Point Beach, and my wife's like, "Who don't you know? You run to everyone anywhere." So it's 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 kind of funny. So. What's the most common uh, question that you get when you're you know? I mean, you, I'm sure you get a just there's all kinds of it's very varied, but like, if, yeah. is there is there one question that you get more than any any uh, about electronics? Well, how do I run the thing? I just don't push power button. <laughs> it really push power button. Turn on. Let it do its thing. I mean, yeah. they're, it's 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 funny, right? So, I mean, with with when HDS came out, we spent I don't know eight nine months working on getting the auto sonar settings. You know, where you don't need to adjust a whole lot. Just turn on. Let it do its thing. I mean, the unit's smarter than you are. Is what I usually tell everyone. And there was like, yeah, no kidding. I'm like, just, you don't need to touch anything. Just change your page, put the page on that you want and just leave it. I mean, that's all you really need to do with, uh, with the products. Now the old days, you know, the, the, uh, you know, LCX 38. Yeah. You had to go and adjust sensitivity, color line, all that stuff, you know, to get a good picture. But I, the engineers listened. I mean, we spent a lot of time and a lot of hours, a lot of sonar logs send back and forth that, that just turn on, let do its thing. Like so the, the unit, the unit really is smarter than, than you are, can make the changes faster than you can go down and, and adjust. So, um, but yeah, that's a lot of it. How do I run it? I just hit the power button. <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. So that you LC know? model, it's, it's really weird. You know, I've, I mean, we're putting on quite a bit of mileage now, you and I, Chris, I mean, it's like, I mean, oh, yeah. 46 now I look at my, I mean, you ever, did, you ever, did you ever watch the Thundercats growing up? You know what I'm talking about when I say Thundercats? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, my, I'm How actually. I could. I I could. I could go out in the toy room right now because <laughs> my kids have all of my old toys. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I mean they don't go. They don't go out of style. That was my favorite. That and Transform. Well, Transformers, He Man, and Thundercats were my yes. Voltron. They were my. That's what I watched. And so, but now, yeah. like, I'm getting. I'm getting up there in age, and my beard. I look uh, my beard. Beer. I need a beer now. I'm sick of the sparkling yeah. water. Um, my beard now. I look like a thundercat. I get. It's like gray. I look like like the 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 uh, what the alpha what with like the main like male uh, a thundercat in the cartoon series. I feel like you know. Like yeah. I got. I don't know. I, I, could, I digress. I, I, was that? Was that you meowing in the background? Yeah, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's. A, oh, oh, yeah. I have oh, a yeah. thundercat uh, walking yeah. around here. A crazy. <laughs> this cat is so vocal, dude. It's a feral I, cat. I, just, it's, it, I have a feral cat in the house. 
a fair I just cat. wanted to make sure people didn't know I have a cat because I, you know. No, I've got cats. two cats, and one of them just <laughs> wants to be outside so bad it's crazy. We, but we're keeping the poor thing a prisoner inside this house. So, it's a long that'll story. happen. But so I look at that LC. That what's the name of the LC? That that L- graph. LC. LCX 38. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I filmed that thing. I have done so many close-ups of that graph because that came <laughs> out in the early 2000s, if not mistake, right? Around there, 2004, uh, 2006, maybe? 2005, 2006, oh, okay. somewhere there. I think yeah, I, there, I, yeah. But yeah, I filmed it. I, I know I filmed that thing a ton. I mean, I, I look at it and I go, oh, yeah. I've, I mean, I've actually I've, I've, I've filmed that thing a lot. I've done a lot of tips with that particular graph. Um and it, it's funny to see just to see that and think, wow, time has really <laughs> gone quite quickly, it seems like, because yeah. that's, I mean, it doesn't seem like that was that long ago, but now just the advances, I mean, that thing is like, it's it's like you have it back there in your you, your museum, you know, with, yeah. with the rest of the artifacts. Just, just a sonar GPS, right? No, yeah. no imaging, no live sonar, no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, I mean... Really, I mean, some minor networking capabilities, but you know, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing the uh, how far it's come and where it's going and the future where that's going and and all the all the advancements that are going to come out over the next. 18 24 36 months i mean it's uh, oh, we're we're, we're going to get into that my friend i i've got i got my little bulleted <laughs> points here i need to make sure that i talk to you about but i look at that lc what's it name again i'm sorry dude LCX38. You should write that down. LCX38. I think we'll probably move on from it. But but what I wanted to say is like I had the in your I know of course you're going to know this, but I had uh, two X85s. Oh, Remember yeah. the X85? Oh yeah. And it was before it was before that that was like the X85. If people don't know this, like the Lawrence X85 was it was just it was a monochrome, right? It wasn't no yep. color. But it was the shiznit, man, like for, for fish finders back in the day before color came, you know, on the, on the scene. And, and I remember putting two X85s on the first, my, my first bass boat, my first real bass boat. And, uh, man, I thought I was the, the, the deal <laughs> with those, those yeah, now they're putting, 85s. Yeah, now they're putting four sixteens on a bass boat. What like. is, like, what, I mean, obviously for Lawrence it's great, but I got to tell you, man, I mean, I'm kind of like, this is kind of nuts, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, um, was it, uh, it's like NASA, like, uh, like, um, like, like ground control almost <laughs> like with these, I, I mean, I, I saw, you know, a lot of these guys are running three graphs now at the bow, and yep. and um, and I think I saw Wheeler. I think I saw Wheeler had three graphs at his console, if I'm not mistaken. Does yeah, three graphs yeah. at his console now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I I don't uh, I don't follow the tournament guys as much as I probably should, but uh, but yeah, a lot of those guys. I mean, it's. It's crazy, but the lithium batteries help out with that a lot. And um, and I know that you're. To... I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, listen. This is. I. I. You know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep pressing Chris. I don't want him to say. Yeah, he's not gonna say. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not trying well, to make you. <laughs> I could try to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't. You, I'm not gonna do nah. that because you're my friend. But what's... I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here in my boxer, so I mean, it's not <laughs> like it's that. <laughs> so I am too. Actually, it's weird they say that. I actually am wearing awesome. tidy whities right now. 
but I'm not a boxer fan. Oh. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm more of a, uh, what is it, boxer briefs? Is that what they call them? Not, it's the ones that kind of are a hybrid. I, I don't know. I was thinking, I, I figured you just had a banana hammock there, but, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's there's no bananas going on. It's I, I'm 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 not gonna go here, man. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um. So so yeah, the X eighty five. That was like that was my first. You know, I mean, that was what I was just in my my twenties. That was my first real like highfalutin graph. Um, yeah. It was a and it was a Lawrence man. Um, but and that was like I, I remember just going around like Table Rock. That's really f- when I first realized that I and I, you know, using that X eighty five. I had, I had an X eighty five at the bow and one on the back, if I'm remembering correctly. And yeah, and uh, and I remember just like even vertical jigging. You know, this this would have been like two thousand two or something, two thousand three. Um, with that X85 just like dropping down the fish, you know, in, in 50, 40 feet of water. And everybody was doing that down there, you know, using a, yep. using a, uh, you know, a, a graph, vertical jigging and seeing the fish and going down and then the fish would come up. And so when I moved up to Minnesota, I was always, I was just amazed. I'm not I'm going back to the ice fishing flasher thing here for a second again, but I was always amazed that people that didn't, they didn't think that, um, they they thought that you know you could only use a flasher for ice fishing and that a graph wasn't giving you a live reading. A vexilar would give you a live updated for you know. And I'm like, listen, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, listen guys, I, I I can show you what they do in the wintertime at Table Rock Lake. They're using graphs. They're vertical jigging. They're essentially ice fishing. You know, they're not using flashers, guys. And but anyway, I, I just I just think that's funny about the culture up here. And like flashers and you know vexilar yep yeah i mean they, they i mean they make a great product right i mean it's yeah. uh they uh they do they do very well with uh with the uh with the vexilars and the, the flashers up here in ice fish i mean you go to the, the ice a, show i mean it's, it's a cultural you know who's thing that, right like it is it's it is just, it's, 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 it's a, a perception thing. and yeah. yeah it is it is and it, it, you're seeing the change um you know i mean it, Look at the wheelhouses. I mean, Jesus, guys are spending $60,000 on an ice house where, you know, those guys are, are spending the money on the technology, but they also have the disposable income to, to uh, you know, spend three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 on electronics for their for their ice shacks. And, you know, and then you've, you've got the guy that goes out and fish on a bucket yet. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very uh, – <clears throat> fishing, fishing is very, uh, you know, everywhere from, from – you know, shore fishing all the way to, I mean, I go down to Miami boat show and you go see those boats down there and you know, you just, my boats, uh, my boats, a dinghy on the back of it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all kinda, relative, isn't it, man? It's crazy, right? Yeah. My boats are, my boats are fun. I, I enjoy them. If I won the lottery, I know I would, I would go buy myself a Freeman cat boat. So <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds impressive. Uh, just Google Freeman and, you know, when you can have a boat with uh, four four fifties on it and, uh, you know, just watch the gas needle move. It's, uh, you can run in six footers full tilt, not, uh, not even worry about it. So it'd be kind of fun on the lax when I do in the lottery to just go out there and fish whenever I want. <laughs> it's just like most of it's just like all bow, just like a huge it, like cutting bow, like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's basically like a, it's it's they call it a cat boat a catamaran, oh, a catamaran. Type boat where yeah it's like a catamaran style it's a center console but it, it has two two hulls um on each side and it uh you can uh you can fly in them i mean that's they are they're they're incredible i mean you you have the the you know the um cvs and the contenders and you know the yellow fins and and all those which are traditional you know v-hull type boats but i mean got to go spend a million two million dollars on a boat it's amazing dude it's <laughs> you amazing know, you don't worry you don't worry about the gas bill i mean you know they just have a gas truck show up at the dock and fill it up it's you know unreal I mean? the amount of money and, and i you know one of my favorite <clears throat> boats is is just the sport fish style and if you're not familiar if you've not familiar what like what a sport fish is it's like the ones with i don't know how you would describe a sport fish but they they got this big giant bow and 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 they and a tower right so it's yep. like it's I, that's the best way to describe it but there are some yep. of these sport fish boats and they're boat boats that can go open ocean you know there's there's guys yeah, that they're yeah, fun. yeah and and i mean there's guys that travel you know captains that take them all over the world you know they're these these sport fish boats are big enough but they're just they are like for the open ocean and some of them like viking uh sport fish boats i mean these are some of the yep. most beautiful boats you've ever seen in your life and they are oh yeah they're gorgeous gorgeous boats gorgeous but like you're talking about the miami boat show i mean lord have mercy if you want to i'm i'm amazed at freshwater boats and and you know how far they've come and just you know everything going on with the electronics and just the technology with you know the you know bow the uh, or the the holes and um just all the stuff that's put into freshwater boats now but you go to saltwater and it's it's a whole nother universe of just impressive and and the amount of money that seems i mean it's it makes sense right there's a lot of money on the you know, coastal yeah it's <laughs> like, it's it's all it's all old east coast money right i mean we i always ask the guys like i mean they come in right out and check for a boat <laughs> you're up check out for two million dollars amazing awesome what is that you know? like to write a two million dollar check right like you just you just sit there and you're like holy crap you know i mean you know it it in it, it, the one thing i always find funny right so we're, we're freshwater guys right you know and when mercury launched their 350 and 400s and everyone's like oh why would you need that i'm like dude you ever been to miami <laughs> they put four in a boat and they put them on, they put new ones on every other year i mean it's uh it's crazy, you know, and, and I mean, I look at the pontoon market. I mean, look at the pontoons right now. I mean, you have premier pontoons with, uh, you know, twin 400s and <laughs> twin 350s on pontoons. I mean, it's, they're not your grandpa's pontoon, right? So, I mean, it's, yeah. I always tell everybody, if you, if, if you get to Miami and you're there during the show, you need to go to the show because you will blow your mind it, how yeah, cool it, the boats it, are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's super impressive like i just can't get over you know the the um the amount of the money and and just i mean and they're they're beautiful boats more saltwater boats oh they make some just gorgeous boats they really really do um yep but moving on to a uh <laughs> a, a, a more um modest uh back into freshwater fishing you know the the everyman um what the everyman can afford i guess uh, exactly. which is which is hilarious <laughs> because some of these graphs i mean anymore you know what's the standard graph size now would you say um that that you know 
avid fishermen, let's say, are putting on on their boats? Nine inch minimum. I mean, yeah. it used to be seven. It used to be seven not long ago. It was five not long before that. I mean, you look at the LMS three thirty twos. I mean, that was that was the standard. I mean, to get someone to go from that six hundred fifty dollar price range to a thousand dollar price range for a seven was always interesting. You know, back in my retail days, and um, you know now you can get a nine for thousand bucks that does side imaging down imaging will support the live sonar so if you want to add active target you can add it and you're into a you're into a, a system for under three grand which is uh which is still crazy right i mean it's like you know to catch some fish it's kind of funny but um it 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 does uh it does work um but yeah nine inches nine inches definitely for the for the avid angler is 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 pretty pretty well common now across yeah. the board you know the the really hardcore guys are by 12s and 16s and you know the the average weekend guy you know they're still buying a seven inch and you can buy a seven inch you know product relatively reasonable you know sub thousand dollars so um so but you're just i mean look at your phones right i mean we all used to have flip phones with a 1.2 inch Oh, dude! I remember uh, you know that matrix oh, yeah. green. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember when I I remember when I bought, I, I I bought a motor uh, Motorola Razor, and boy, did I Ooh. think I was the king shit when I had a Motorola Razor, dude. Oh yeah, you know, and I had that little screen. It was color screen oh, though, yeah. you know, and I could it even was. check. I could check weather. I mean, it took forever to load up so I could see a radar, you know, but I could ch- technically check you know weather on my motorola razor in 2004 so 2004 2005 around there might have been 2005 i had that but yeah no it's 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 nuts i mean this you know it's it's just uh the rapid acceleration and just the advancements of electronics just you know not just obviously in fish finders but just everything um but i was going to ask you so when did you uh when do you think it kind of happened when um now you see on, you know, and obviously this is the same at the bow, but at the console, it was like, okay, you had the, back in the day, you had like a bigger, you know, you'd have a bigger graph at the console. This is was the thinking back in the day. It was like you had the bigger graph at the console, and then at the bow, you had like just a smaller, smaller graph up there. Now, yeah. what everybody's doing is, you know, let's say, I'd say tournament guys for sure. But I'm sure there's you know some avid dudes doing this also. Now it's pretty common to see like two big graphs at the console and two big graphs at the bow. And sometimes now like in you know a lot of tournaments, man, they get the guys are running three graphs at the bow. But when did you see that first change though to like two big graphs at the console? When did that happen? Do you do you think? When live sonar came out, when the forward-facing sonar came out, because the guys <clears throat> want a dedicated screen just for that, um, there's so much you're, going You're talking on. about at the console? Uh, well, on the console and the bow, right? I mean, right. The, the the console, I mean, for the mapping, they want the mapping, they want side imaging, they want their 2D sonar, they want everything. So splitting it up between, between two screens, you know, the bigger screens, the better, right? Um, you know, my boat, my boat i have a i have a seven a nine and a 12 on the console um the seven i use mainly for digital switching and for engine monitoring engine control um 
but my I I use a, I have a twelve with mapping and down scan, and then a nine for side scan on on my on my console, and then I have uh, a nine inch at the back of my boat to run and control the boat from the back when I'm trolling for for salmon or walleyes. Wow. Okay. Um, so, the the other thing too that I. I can't help but notice when I'm in the back of back of the boat, you know, filming, you know, major league fishing. You know, so so at the bow, right? So a lot of these guys are running three graphs now. So they and now there's specific um, mounts being made to handle that, which is great. You know, I think I think what you're gonna and I'm sure you would you would agree with me on this, but you're gonna see more you know, products coming out for uh, new, you know, manufacturers that are and they're already doing it. Like there's bass boat technologies, there's boat logics, there's these mounts where, you know, they're cleaning stuff up where you you have like you can have three graphs and it's just cleaner at the bow instead of just you know. Um yep. but that being said, like it's getting kind of nuts up there. You know, it's <laughs> getting kind of nuts. And then like if you've got, let's say if you've got I know this. This is Lawrence's arch enemy, but like uh, hummingbirds got their their three sixty pole that's connect. You know, and then you got the thing the pole the three sixty transducer connects to the trolling motor, right? So you got let's say you got that up there. Then you got um, uh, there's there's other stuff that I'm forgetting right now, like. Oh, then, it's all then, of it, right? then also, like, yeah, and then I mean, now they've then now they got a thing that actually it's called I don't know what it's called, but it like it it can it, it's it's another thing that connects that to the trolling. It's it's getting out of control. I guess is my point. Um, with just there's a lot of busyness going on up there. So I there think, is, and that's yeah, and, that, and that's why they're running multiple screens, right? I mean, it's uh, trying to keep track of it all. I mean it's 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 all real time right like it's all live and you're just trying to you're there's so much information to process and i think that's where consumers right consumers tend to 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 not comprehend it like it's there's just so much going on i mean i remember side imaging came out right like what am i looking at <laughs> you know they're still saying what am i looking at it's been you know what is it? it's 2022 it's been uh it's been quite a few years since uh side imaging's been on the market uh, did you, you just know, have to well, look at your so. computer to see what year it is i i <laughs> I, I, I did i work i work in, i work on model years right so i'm like talking model year 25 stuff so i you know i i wrote a I wrote a checkout not long ago and i don't remember what it was for because who writes checks out anymore but i'm like what year is <laughs> what year is well, it? I write checks at my, to the government, my look friend. Look at my phone. Oh, God, no, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. I, the reason I so. can't get a graph at, the, at my bow is because I just I wrote a, a, a super hefty check to the government this year. But, um, yeah, no. That, so the thing that, that, uh, that I think, and I'm sure you agree with, I think the next kind of phase that's going to happen with, you know, with um, – these trolling motors and just the the graphs and everything is just going to be more, you know, integration. More, you know, how can we take these things and put them like built into the trolling motor? Like, just have this stuff. And I know that that Lawrence is already d that does that to a certain extent with the with the Ghost, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean that was that was part of it, right? Like, hey, I want to add side imaging to my train my trolling motor, so we made interchangeable nose cones and then 
the ability via software, we can actually make the ghost do that 360 without having to have all the extra stuff. Now, if you're anchored up, it's different, right? Because the trolling motor takes over and it and it and it spins and does its thing, but you still get a 360 image without having to spend you know two grand to to do it. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that 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 uh, we did with ghosts that that did try to eliminate some of that stuff because i mean it's already you know i mean pulling them up isn't bad you know you got a dual shock but all of a sudden you start putting another 20 30 pounds on your trolling motor just even that's is the bow you know i mean can the can the can the bow take it with all the beating that right that goes right, on right. you know i mean there's just there's just so many things metal components all of a sudden you you break the mount and you know, then you're SOL and you're sitting there dead in the water. So, you know, even like the live sonar, right? You you put it on a, a pole, like I use a, a a pole for mine because I like to hit the anchor button and uh, and move my move my active target around to to find fish when I have the kids with, you know, for panfish and stuff like that. So it's a little more versatile. Or a lot of bass guys they put on their trolling motor because they're whether they're fishing cribs stuff like that you know where they're on the trolling motor all the time just different ways to fish right so i mean you look at how a guy that fishes ledge ledges fish you know when they fish them versus fishing cribs versus you know you know just fishing up in the weeds i mean there's just so many different ways to uh to catch fish same thing with walleyes i mean we've had that conversation a hundred times i mean you know my uh my tackle collection is pretty extensive to go catch a few fish <laughs> well that uh, yeah no i that's and the the thing about fishing too is that it's you know there's so many you, it, you can get so species specific and that, that's what happens there's prob- i mean i consider myself a multi-species angler um but there's a lot of pe- people that are just like no i'm just a walleye guy or i'm just a bass guy and and it, yeah there's it's it's interesting how in fishing it could be so compartmentalized you know um that's yep. it's it's really interesting in that in that regard um i wanted to ask you about you know the the forward facing sonar and the, the live target kind of um if, if you would get, go into like what that was as far as for the company diving into that and and just getting that off the ground because um, uh, as we were kind of talking a little bit earlier about like the the you know or I guess it was in the beginning of this this episode about the the ghost trolling motor and you know the stresses involved it's just I mean here here Lawrence is making a trolling motor they're known as the you know the fish finder company now they're making a trolling motor but that live target technology too, just like getting a new product out. And that's like, it's such a revolutionary, uh, you know, when it, when you first see what live target, just forward facing sonar, what kind of images it can produce? Like I've, I've filmed sometimes, uh, the first time I really was blown away by it. I was filming a, a bass tournament up in, um, in Sturgeon Bay and I was up at the bow filming a guy he was he was um he was fishing like pilings and he's pretty close to him and he he swept the the trolling motor around one of these pilings and i'm telling you dude it was like an ultrasound image i could see the sides of the fish and the fish just like swimming away i was like oh my goodness gracious you know that's when i first was like this is this is revolutionary but like what what was it like, you know, and you know, getting getting that live target for a company, getting that that new product uh, out to market? 
it's uh yeah the 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 live sonar stuff is um any sonar stuff right it, it's it's all been around for for decades side imaging has been around forever the live sonar has been around for forever it's just getting it into a um you know a, a, a consumer friendly package you know you you need the the displays to be able to have the processors to keep up and do the processing and boxes and all that stuff to to generate and and um make the image which i mean you take and uh you look at uh playstation right playstation 5 or xbox or whatever they all are you know a lot of that same graphic stuff we use a lot of those same parts right to 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 build to build that so you get that graphic that graphical look because it's basically just a video right um so it's you know it, it we did the first version of our forward facing live sonar was live site which was uh which was a good start into it you know the roadmap for live imaging is you know at that time was you know we're gonna have this and this and this and this order and it, it did good it was it was an all right product i I liked it I, I don't really care about detail as much as, as some guys. Like, oh, I want to see every fin. Like, okay, well, I can see the fish moving. I'm going to catch it. At the end of the day, you still have to be a fisherman, right? You still have to know how to catch fish. You have to know what you're feeling for, and you just you need to be a fisherman. You know, I mean, the, the tools are there to help you be a better fisherman, but if you don't know how to fish, these aren't going to make the fish jump in the boat, right? So um, then when we came up with Active Target, Active Target, was a lot more detailed you you can see the fins on fish right the the bigger the fish the more you're going to see so you know small fish guys are buying it and they're expecting to be able to tell a 14 inch walleye from a 14 inch perch and i think i was calling it live target like a dumbass Active yeah, target well, you're, is you're, what I meant. you're you're fine oh you're my fine goodness. I live targets a, a, a lure you, manufacturer oh my goodness yeah, gracious yeah, yeah. i i i i i i i i you're, you're okay. I you, you, you can, can, listen at right any here. moment when I'm uh, acting a fool. Please, please, just uh, slap me up. Live target. It, I was just recently it. using a live target hollow bodied sunfish. That's why I had live target on my. Sorry, yeah, they're both quality products, right? <laughs> but, sorry, uh, go ahead. It, I you know, I mean, it, it, active target. Like everyone's. Ex- Everyone that that sees it, right? So, like, you know, it's it's really cool. It's by far some of the coolest sonar technology, right? I mean, everyone's in awe of side imaging because you actually got to see what the bottom of the lake looked like. But now you can watch the fish and watch them react and and see what they're doing. But you know, everyone's still oh, it's the end all of all sonar. Well, eh, not really. I mean, it it is and it isn't, right? Like, if you're a tournament guy you got to have it. I mean, there's so many tournaments that are one on that because you're fishing for five bites, right? Like you're fishing for five fish. You don't care if you catch, you know, quantity, you're fishing for that specific fish because it looks big and you keep pitching a jig at it or casting a crank at it long enough. It's just going to get mad and bite or swim away. One of the two, right? I mean, that's what it's going to do. So you have to be a fisherman to be able to catch that fish, but you're fishing for five bites all day, which kudos to tournament anglers it's it's awesome um like my dad my he's got a place up at cast lake and the fish are kind of spooky and skittish you know the zebra mussels cleaned it all up it's pretty clear and 
you know, you can catch fish the old school way at rigging and, and, and all of that and deeper water, which is fine. But, you know, then you got to fizz the fish or, you know, you just fight them slow so you don't, you know, you can let them go without without hurting them. Um, you know, if they're a keeper fish, doesn't matter. But, you know, uh, for him having that, being able to scan and see fish up in front of them because they're swimming away from the boat because the water's so clear, he can pitch a jig and a minnow up there and catch fish you know he's catching more fish because of it so there's there's some advantages to it you know it is expensive um it does take some learning i don't know how many phone calls i like i got for my dad like what am i doing how do i do this what's this do what's that do what should i do this should i change that and just leave it the way i set it up for you and you you'll be able to you'll be able to use it you know i i use it with my kids a lot um, pan fishing, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, you, you can stay in a school pan fish and catch fish all day long. Um, little kids, I mean, if they're bored in the boat, they don't want to go fishing. They, you know, so it does keep them interested. Uh, we go up to devil's Lake every year, um, with them and we'll put it on just a scout mode, right? Different, different look. And you can see all their lures. Um, and then you can watch a fish swim around. Um, you know, it's like, they, and they figured it out. I mean, they're what five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, three of them. I mean, they're, they're pretty close uh, in age. And um, I mean, they they sit there and like, oh, fish is coming towards mine. They quick look up, like, I think it's by mine. You know, and they just they get so excited over it. I mean, so if, if a little kid can figure it out, an adult should be able to figure it out. You just need to take the time, learn it, play with it. You know, just just go out. I mean, everyone expects to see their jig, though, right? So, depending on cone angles and and all that, sometimes it's hard to see a an eighth ounce jig with a minnow on it. You know, that you're dragging on the pond of the lake. You know, it's like it's not perfect, but you know, if there's fish around, you're gonna watch that fish react. So you should know roughly where your jig is at, and that's part of you still have not to fish, right? Like you still have not to catch fish, um, but being able to watch those fish. Uh, react to your bait right did they swim away are they running towards it are you you know did you do something when you're reeling it in in a jig cadence that oh hey they slammed on the brakes like okay don't do that again you know and you still have to pay attention to the fine details of of how you're fishing um what i've always told people go ice fishing with it right because you're in a perfectly you're in a perfect environment for live sonar because nothing's moving right like the lake sheet isn't going up and down and if it is probably get off the lake um you know so just go out and play with it use it ice fishing it's awesome i mean i don't have to bring an underwater camera with me um i fished a lot of years with an underwater camera watching fish the first time i use the live sonar it's like you can watch the walleye come in and then back up like and come in and back up and come in and back up and you it's like, oh, man, I watched that an underwater camera a thousand times at Mille Lacs. So, I mean, if you set your camera on the bottom of the lake, the walleyes aren't afraid of a camera. You know, if you have it up suspended, they won't come in. But watching watching fish react um, to it, you know, I mean, you can, you can jig. If you jig too hard, you know, you'll watch them swim out. You'll watch them actually turn around and then come back in. It's like, okay, hey, I, whatever I did last time, scared the crap out of them. So maybe tone it down a little bit. And... Um, it's it's fun to watch even like uh, i was fishing with uh with a buddy last winter and we had uh, a tulipy running back and forth between us i'm like well it's not a walleye because it's not acting like a walleye it's not swimming like walleye and we finally caught it and it's like oh a little tulipy so it's it, it it is pretty cool to to use and play with 
do you um i think what's kind of interesting is you would think like pro fishermen right would have a real good understanding of electronics um i'm not going to name any names here but <laughs> um that's not oh, my, phone, the case. my not... phone's ringing right now hold on oh. let me answer him <laughs> no <laughs> but there's i like that that was that was that was there there so and and i'm not saying that these aren't great anglers but it's kind of surprising sometimes when i'll see instances where there'll be an angler that i mean is they're i mean inept really inept like with electronics it's just almost like they're dyslexic or something you know um do you i mean what are without getting into any trouble what are your thoughts on that to me like it's such an important to 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 be an uh a great angler electronics can can take your your fishing and your understanding of a body of water to such a next level if you really just dive into that and really understand it like what are you just your experiences what are your your thoughts on that it's tough not to catch fish right i mean electronics are a tool but electronics are a tool that can help a guy who's a mediocre fisherman catch more fish so i'll use gary roach for my example right gary's old school mr walleye uh he can go he'll go out and i'll fish everyone in the boat and you know give him a jig and a minnow he'll go out and fish anyone you know it's just it's it's the feel the touch the hey i just felt the bite a lot of people don't don't know if it's a rock or bite right <laughs> i mean it's just it's just kind of how it is so i mean you still have to know how to fish and and how to catch fish and and all of that right like electronics will make you a better fisherman you know it'll take it'll take a guy who's just dangerous enough and make him better um you know and these these guys that can catch fish and can use electronics i mean just just look at uh just look at the tournaments i mean it's you know guys that know how to use electronics are are definitely the ones that are uh that are they're catching fish doesn't matter a brand either right like you're comfortable with your electronics you know what you're looking at you're you're going to catch fish. Um, but you still have to know how to catch it. <laughs> you know I mean? I could go out and throw a 10 pound piece of crap and, you know, be on fish all day, but they're not going to bite it unless you, unless you have some kind of carnal knowledge of, Hey, this is what I need to be using. I mean, bait shops are great source of information. You know, if you don't know how to fish, hire a guide, you know I mean? Hire a guide. They will go out and show you different techniques. I mean, it, take walleye fishing i mean it's everything from trolling to bobber fishing to rigging to jigging to hand lining you know whatever i mean there's just, there's a hundred ways to, to catch fish i mean hire a guide go out and go out and learn something even salmon fishing right like i go out to algoma salmon fishing you know and um i'm fortunate enough to know some charter captains and you go fishing and they pick up stuff learn stuff i mean it's you know now i go out there by myself and and you just go out there and catch fish i mean we, we caught a pile of salmon with a couple of buddies that i mean they don't know the first thing about salmon fishing but they could reel them in and you know just you know it's all what direction is the charter boat going right like if they're heading 53 degrees you best be heading 53 degrees instead of 90 degrees opposite of them because they know the current they know the temperature they know everything like and they don't mind you kind of following them just don't get in their way because they'll run you over you know so yeah yeah 
you know, I, you know, for me, uh, you know, and I've, as you know, I've worked a ton with Gary Parsons and Keith Kavice, and they're big electronics guys. And, and I filmed a ton of bass guys, like really good, um, you know, anglers that are great with electronics. And, and to me, the best use of electronics is just to take the time, you know, especially if you're on a new body of water, just to take the time to get, you know, understand the lay of the land, so to speak. You know, the biggest thing about fishing is you don't, you know, and, and this is what makes it hard too as a spectator sport, you know, on, to, on television. It's the playing field is invisible, right? So what electronics give you is just a, a an understanding of what's below the boat, you know, and and especially if you if you you know you get to be a better angler, you know that little structural differences can really be key, you know, or um, a change in ve- vegetation, or you know, a point of vegetation coming out, or a little tiny rock pile that you know whatever these little gems like if you're side imaging and you just see something i mean i've i've dude i've been on on shoots where you know guys will know like a a, a, on a body of water um just like for one one instance is down in florida a guy that i was filming um he he was looking for i think there's like muscle beds you know and and he could see just and it was like it was the key man and he could just see uh, using you, you know side imaging, uh, just this you know this little area, you know, and he's like, yeah, that's the deal right there, you know, and there's a body of water that I I, I need to go on soon that I I just found out re, you know recently that's got smallmouth in it, and I was like, I had no idea that lake had smallmouth in it, and it's got big ones evidently. And relax. When are we going? No, I, well, I know, I know. Yeah, right, right. But no, this is it's a little bit, you know, a little bit smaller than Malax. But but I mean, honestly, the first thing I'm not even going to fish for a while. I'm just going to just going to side image the hell out of that lake and just look for rock, you know, little little whatever. I mean, I'm just going to be like anything that looks little that, that that's a hard, you know, bottom or you know, like uh, rock piles. I'm just going to be like waypoint, waypoint. And that to me is one of the best, maybe the best use of just electronics to, to get an understanding of what is below your boat. Get like just, you know, just to have an understanding of the lake and what you have to work with. You know what I mean? Like that to me is yeah. like and, – and, and utilizing your 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 gra- you know your fish finders to just to to help you do that to me is just like you know, is critical too strong a word I mean it's fishing you know is anything I mean, critical in fishing but it, it kind of like is critical <laughs> to me you know find fish catch fish right I mean they, you you paid for a sonar I mean it's meant to show you fish I mean even a two D two D sonar you can find a lot of fish with two D sonar and then you throw down imaging on that and actually be able to count each individual fish that's in a school or just going along with side imaging. Like I always tell people, just leave your rods at home, go drive around. You're going to, you're going to see things and you're, there's going to be so much going on that if you're trying to fish, you're, you really need to take the time, you know, and the, it's all about the details. Right. And a lot of people, 
they just their details are do i have enough ice in the cooler to keep my beer cold enough to go fishing for the day you know i mean yeah yeah important 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 stuff right like you can't no doubt beverages but you know when you spend the kind of money that some of these guys spend and to not take the time to uh to go out and use it and learn it and you know just just drive around i mean the first time i used uh side imaging was up on the Lahamadu chain up at Alexandria and uh it was the coolest thing ever I mean it was like oh my god you know I mean we didn't fish for half the day it just we were going around market fishing like oh, I think that's fish I think that's fish let's go back and we'll fish them later let's just you know we're, we're dropping waypoints like it's going out of style because I've never fished up there before and we caught a we caught a pile of fish and ended up like second in a tournament. <laughs> you know, I mean, never fished a place. You know, and our our pre fishing was like a day and a half. You know, so I mean, we 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 used our advantage and and um, just go out and play with it. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing is just take the time to go out and just mess around with stuff. You can't wreck anything, right? Like, there's a restore default on every manufacturer's products that you can go. Now we're back to where we started from originally. So I mean, don't don't be afraid to use them, right? Like turn it on and, and just go drive around. I mean, I side Im- I recorded side imaging for the South half of blacks and, um, I have all that data saved. So when I go ice fishing, I can go right to a specific rock and drill one hole and fish on that rock and, and catch fish. And, um, you know, but I'm also kind of crazy that way, but, uh, you know, it, spend the time to learn your stuff, you know, even a fishing rod, right? Like go where you know that there's sand and, and go drag a jig on it and see what it feels like. And then go to a spot where there might be gravel and, and drag your jig and, and just get to know your rod even, you know I mean? There's, there's so many different things that if you take the time to understand it and it's same thing with the shooting sports, right? Like you're not going to take a brand new rifle with a scope on it, a guy bore sights it and go out and go elk hunting. I mean, you're going to shoot that thing at 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 yards. But even then, if you're going to try to shoot 500 yards, you're going to spend money on a scope, right? Like you could have the crappiest rifle in the world, you know, a cheap, uh, a cheap savage rifle and put a $2,000 scope on it. You get yourself a shooter. It's my 14 foot bow does an HDS 12 on it. So you know i am not surprised by that (laughs) crappy boat but hey they're your eyes right like absolutely right what is there like catch fish it would i imagine that would slow that that big of a uh a graph on a 14 footer would actually slow the boat down quite a bit on when you're when you're under power if you get if you get a tailwind it'll push you along because you got that much more to catch so yeah you got a sail use it as sail (laughs) you know is is there wind sensor on yeah is there uh maybe i mean is there one is there like one tip or one piece of advice like that that you could give someone just to be a better uh you know better angler with electronics is there is there one thing that kind of stands out that could or is that it just you got to spend time with 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 the unit time on the water right i mean youtube you the, the platforms youtube is great i mean Back when I was back when I was guiding, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of guide trips in in guys' boats where we never even fished, right? Like they brought their boat up, went out on the water, and showed them how to use their electronics, showed them what they're looking at, right? Like because they're what am I looking at? What am I seeing? What am I you know? What's this mean? What's that mean? And 
you kind of got a baby step, right? Like there's so much information to take in. That's like the, the go back to the, the bass guys, right? They got three sixteens on the front of their boat, one with side imaging, one with live sonar, and one with map. And they're trying to process all the data that they're seeing on the screen all at the same time. And it's, it's a lot to take in, right? Like it's intimidating until you, until you do it a lot. It's not driving a car. I mean, you didn't drive a car hundred miles an hour the first time that you, you got in it, you know I mean? You waited until about the third or fourth time when mom, mom and dad weren't with. <laughs> you, 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 you drive a little bit different than I do, evidently. <laughs> Hot ride cars. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I, I get you. Well, dude, I've appreciated uh, your time very much, and I know that you have uh, a hell of a day tomorrow. So I, I you know, I know you need to, you need to get some rest. But I, I do thank you for coming on another fishing podcast. Um, oh, it was fun. But I do, I do want to ask you though, and this is this is the, I'm 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 excited about this. I, I want to. Can you give us any sneak peeks before we go here? Any sneak peeks of what could be coming down the pike uh, uh, from Lawrence? Well, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. But it's. Uh... I mean, it's ever changing, right? Electronics just changes. Uh, it's a fast pace. Uh, it's a fast pace changing uh, um, environment, so to speak. And uh, I mean, it's you know, innovation is uh, is uh, definitely at the forefront, and we are probably living in the most exciting time for just all the stuff that's going on. I mean, there's just so many things in the fishing in the fishing industry um, from boats, motor technologies. I mean. I mean, Mercury just launched a 25 horse that will do smart craft uh, functions, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, if, if you start playing with uh, a lot of the smart craft and, and uh, that functionality and there's just there's so much stuff going on technology. I mean, cell phones drive a lot of it. I mean, it's it's um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. We switched a new operating system on our sister company, Simrad, which is uh, is going to change the scope of of what what we're able to do with software and i mean everything is software driven right it's it's uh it's a bunch of people it's just typing right all they do is type the code and and um there's some really smart people and there's a yeah a lot of a lot of good things i mean it's it's the the future the future of marine electronics is is great the future of fishing is great um just the products that are out there, everything across the board is uh, is awesome from boat motor trailer to fishing tackle. Yeah, I, I'll say this, and I've, I've said it many a time on this podcast, but this is like the golden age of, of fishing as far as I'm concerned. The amount of technology, you know, in electronics as we've been talking today, but also uh, just, I mean, across the board, um, lures, uh you know rods and reels lures is a great example too because i mean you can't you can't have a, a lure that is half ass anymore like i mean it, all, every lure is like just super detailed the sh- hooks on them are so sharp back in the day when i you know when i was a teenager i mean i remember when gamakatsu came out like in the 90s is <laughs> the first time i i i you know, experienced like the sharpness of a gamakatsu hook. I was like, what in the hell is this? You know? And then shortly after that, it's like everybody like mustache was like, we got to have super sharp hooks now. But that goes also into just lures, like super detailed, 
I mean, and it's just gotten, you know, it's just, it's gotten more and more impressive as, as time has gone on. And, and yeah, with, I mean, Ford facing sonar, uh, the trolling motor technology, and I know that this man has got things going on in his head. He can't tell us, but Chris, <laughs> I, I'm 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 really excited to see what's coming. Uh, you know, from Lawrence, and um, it's 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 a, a very exciting time to be a fisherman, and and uh, I'm excited that I we've I've been able to have this conversation with you because number one. Whenever I've had conversations with you, I've really enjoyed it. We just we, we talk for I mean we can talk for a very long time. We 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 click well, and it's it's been too long. Um, and I know I say this a lot, um, but I really mean it. But but I hope that we can get in a boat together soon. Um, I say yeah, this, we've, been, we've been saying it for a while. I right? know, I know, I know. And you don't you don't live that far from me. And so and honestly, I like I said. You know, early on this podcast, I am really a. I, I need to become. I mean, I, you know, I'm living in Minnesota. I need to become a better walleye fisherman uh, because I love. I love catching walleyes, man. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm like I'm in Minnesota. I, I've got to. You know, this is a great bass state too. I mean, Lord have mercy. You know, people up here they call them green carp. A lot of like the walleye guys. It's 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 kind of funny because they're everywhere and they're relatively easy to catch as opposed to like other parts of the country really there isn't a lot of pressure comparatively speaking um but i just i'm surrounded by such great water such great fishing opportunities um and i i really need to get my act together with with uh walleyes i mean i'm i have kind of an idea on river systems but like lakes i you know i i gotta get my act together um so i to wrap up this podcast, dude, I really do mean it. I'd love to, I'd love to get, I mean, I got a boat out here. I could, you know, your boat is way more set up than mine is, but, um, but I really would love to love to fish with you. You know, if you ever get some time to to, time to do that, I know you're jet setting tomorrow off to God knows where, but, um, Table, table Rock, your favorite place. Table Rock, you're going to Table Rock. So, but, um, but honestly, like I, I do mean that. I, I really think, think the world of you, dude. I've always enjoyed working with you. You're, uh, you have a vast amount of knowledge, but, um, you know, you're very, uh, um, down to earth guy. Um, and, and I've, I've, I've always, you know, I'm kind of gushing right now, but, um. You're one of my favorite people, dude, and and I would I, I'd love to fish with you sometime. Well, we'll uh, we'll figure out when we get out and talk it. We'll go. And I'm not trying, honestly, no dude. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm not trying to they get a, I'm not trying to get a graph there. out of you either. It's just so for the record, I have never asked this man for any product. Okay, you I have never. You have not. Uh, so it's crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, I I legitimately just enjoy uh, con- uh having conversations with this with this man and and we've spent some real a, a lot of fun in the boat together in the past so. <laughs> la, la, yeah yeah it's uh the, the, yeah we've had a lot of fun <laughs> we've had a lot of fun in the boat from almost dying on lake of the woods to uh sweating <laughs> sweating our butts off trying to catch a dang muskie <laughs> oh my goodness gracious yeah that we 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 were with maine uh, on a on a shoot and i mean muskie shoots can go forever in a day really any shoot can but muskies in particular can be you know they're the fish at ten thousand casts right so but but what's funny about that 
that uh, nearly dying shoot. I mean, I, I went, so that was with Gary Parsons. We were filming the next bite episode up on, on Lake of the Woods. And honestly, it was rough. And, 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 and the, I, I guess the live wells were full and, and we, we hit, we, we, we speared one. And I mean, the boat filled up with, right. Is, do I, do I, am I remembering this correctly? The boat filled up with water and it was like panic mode. Oh yeah. Planer boards are floating. Chase and I were netting fish. Gary's driving the boat. Like guys, we gotta go. We gotta get in. This is crazy. We're like, Oh, we're having fun. We're catching fish. What, what are we worried about? We got life jackets on. We're good. But I'm telling you, dude, like, I mean, Gary's a veteran. This is Gary Parsons. I mean, arguably the greatest walleye angler, you know, to have ever lived. Okay. And I saw fear in Gary's eyes. I mean, I saw fear yeah. in Gary's eyes. And Gary's been on freaking big water. He's been in all of all of the worst conditions. And when I saw fear on Gary's eyes, I was like, oh, oh, oh shit. You yeah. know, I'll never forget that. And what's the funny look is, on Chase's face? Yeah, like, Chase, oh, Chase, shit, Chase Parsons was in the boat with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It's. But I'll, what's funny is like fast forward. I don't know. Like seven, eight years later, I'm shooting an aim walleye tournament on on uh, Lake of the Woods, and I'm telling you, I had a very similar situation. I mean, just crazy waves, and I'm like, what? Whenever I get on Lake of the Woods, I always fear for my life. It would appear, so I, I don't know. But but we've we it is uh, Lake of the Woods. Yes, I, it's an inland sea, right? Yep. But um, yeah, no. Have a great time in Table Rock, and uh, and again, dude, I really appreciate you coming on and and uh, dropping some wisdom on us. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Thank you, my friend. Yep. Thank you.